0: Amen. We all can have a seat. All I got to say is March is right around the corner and I'm praying for spring, baby. Amen. It's been a long winter. I don't know about you, but I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, I think it showed up in November and it's never left. So I'm ready for it. I don't know about you guys, but I am. Man, if you guys were at the worship and prayer night, Sunday night, last Sunday night, it was amazing. Uh, If you weren't there, I would encourage you to attend the next one. We're going to have another one sometime in the near future. But man, it was just incredible just to be with our body, seeking the face of God and believing Him for more. Why? Because He hears the prayers of His people and He responds to them. So uh, with that being said, next weekend too, you're not going to want to miss next weekend. We have something special planned, so I'm just telling you, you're not going to want to miss, so you better show up or you're going to regret not showing up, so... Anyway, just to throw that out there, you do with it what you want, but I'm just telling you, you're not going to want to miss it. So, Uh, I don't know about you, but once in a while, I get a Christmas gift, and um, I've gotten a few, like a nice shirt for Christmas, and whoever gives it to you gives you this shirt, and you open it up, and they're like, "Man, it looks awesome. Put it on." You're like, "I'll try it on later," and you kind of hold it up for size, you know? You're like, "Yeah, it looks like it's going to fit pretty well," and uh, but. I'll put it on later. And your mom's like, come on, just put it on now. Let me see it on you. Like, nah, I'll check it. I'll check it out later. And you get home, and what do you do? You put it in the closet and you hang it on the shelf with the tag on it, and you never try it on. You wear all the old ratty clothes, the ones that are broken, the ones that you're used to, the ones that you love, and you just keep wearing those. And then if you're like me, one day you will go into your closet and you'll be like, man, where'd this shirt come from? and you put it on, and you're like, dang, this thing is awesome. It fits great. I wish I would have put that on earlier. And you can just see my mom thinking, yeah, I told you so. You should have done that a while ago. But what we're going to see this morning in Ephesians is Paul is essentially saying the same thing. He's saying, because of all that Christ has done for you, you were literally dead and now you've been brought to life. You were literally with no hope and now you have hope. But so often we continue to walk in our old self. And Paul is saying, man, I gave Christ gave you this new self, but you got to put it on. You got to put off the old. You got to get rid of all those ratty shirts that are so broken that you love and actually put on the new self that Christ has given you and walk in it because in the new self is the fullness of life but so often we as christians we think that god just does all the work right you hear it all the time well god just has to he regenerates which he does he saves which he does but paul over and over and over as we finish out this book is saying because of what christ has done you are called to be obedient and walk in it and when we walk in obedience the fullness of life is found My prayer all week and this morning is that we would see what it is to truly put on the new self. If you're a Christian, you've probably asked these three questions over the course of your life. If I'm a Christian, why do I keep on sinning? You ever asked it? Why do I keep on struggling with the same thing over and over and over? It's like, man, I want to put it off like I tried for years and I just don't understand. Am I even saved? And you start to question your salvation because people beat into you. Well, if you're not perfect, if you don't never sin again, then there's no way you can be saved. Why? How? Like, why do I keep on sinning if I'm a Christian? You may be asked the second question, can I change or is it even possible? Or is it literally a giant waste of time? Because I want to lay aside this sin that I struggle with, but I just don't know how, and I don't even know if it's possible anymore because I've walked in it for so long. And then the third question is this, how can I change? That's exactly what we're going to see in Ephesians this morning. Father, I pray right now by the power of your Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, To set us free and give us life to the full. God, that you would do a deep work in this place this morning. That you would convict where conviction is needed. God, that you would restore where restoration is needed. That you would give hope where hope is needed. And God, that we would see what you have done and how to walk in it. God, I pray For someone in this room that does not know you this morning maybe for the first time you would open their eyes to see the goodness of who you are that you would restore the years of hurt and pain and doubt god my voice cannot do that only your spirit can and father i'm dependent upon you this morning i have nothing to offer but obedience god i need you to move would your holy spirit fill this place And reach each person right where they're at. And for anyone this morning that is feeling condemned and beat down in their sin. Would they be reminded that condemnation is from the enemy and not you? Conviction is from you. It is beautiful. It is sweet. It is awesome. Condemnation is not. Would we walk in the freedom of what you have given us to walk in God? I just pray restoration in this room. I pray for someone that has this sin lingering in the back of their mind right now that they've been trying to conquer for years and years and years, and they're thinking, I don't even know if it's possible, so why do I even try? I pray by the power of your spirit, you would restore and redeem, and you would do a miracle. Take a heart of stone and give it flesh. God, we love you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17, says this. Now this I say and testify in the Lord. This is important. Paul is not saying this is my own wisdom or discernment. He's saying I testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Why? Due to the hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But, you know what I think of the three-letter word, but? I've said it many times. It's one of my favorite in Scripture because the script is about to be flipped. But, that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness." Here's what Paul's saying. He's calling out the old self. He's saying, you used to, before Christ, you were unable to understand the things of God. Your hearts and minds were darkened. Your heart was calloused, unable to see the goodness of a great God. But once God revealed himself, it's like this light bulb went off. And all of a sudden, because of what you learned about Christ and who he is, life was birthed the problem is paul is saying is and may i show you this it obviously has something to do with us because he's saying put off the old self remember he's talking to the church in ephesus believers in ephesus and he's saying you got to put that off man and you got to put on everything that christ has given you why is he telling them to put off the old self Because there's a remnant of the old self still on them that we will struggle with until Christ calls us home. See, that sin that is in you, that's like, I don't understand why I can't get rid of this stupid thing. It comes back and it haunts me over and over and over. That was part of your old self. There's a remnant of that. And Christ has come to make you all new But you will not be made perfectly new until you are called home to him. See, this answers the question. If I'm a Christian, why do I keep on sinning? Here is why. Because even though the old self has been dealt with on the cross, crucified with Christ, there's still a dead remnant of the old self on us and it keeps us in this state of not being able to be perfect. Listen, hear me very clearly. In Christ... You are seen as righteous, you are seen as perfect, you are seen as guiltless, but we still struggle with this sin until Christ calls us home. See, we live in this old self, we revert back to it, and we begin to walk in it, and God just said, man, you got to put that away. you got to make a conscious effort to walk in me, to run from temptation, to turn from the things that run after you, that the devil wants you to go and turn from it. you got to run from it. But so often we're like this autopilot. Well, God saved me, so He just got to do something in me. And God, would you just take these sinful desires away? You ever prayed it? God, just take these desires away from me. I no longer want them. Newsflash, Paul struggled with the same thing. The things I don't want to do, I do. The things I hate, I actually do. Because the devil is still working he is still trying to get you if he can't destroy your salvation he wants to destroy your testimony god is saying it has been totally paid for and you have been totally washed clean but you have to choose to put on the new self you have to turn choose to turn from temptation and turn to jesus you can't just like ride this roller coaster i'm just gonna give up it's not even worth it anymore i'm just never gonna make it no run from sin Paul's saying you've got to put off the old self. What's the sin in your life that's plaguing you this morning? The one you can't shake. The one you still deal with over and over and over. You have it in mind? I pray that you keep that in mind as we go through this text and see what God wants to do in that. If you will turn from sin and turn to Christ, he will restore you and make you whole. But hear this. You will struggle until the day you die. And don't let the devil condemn you over it. Keep running to Jesus. You fall down, you mess up, pick yourself up, put on the new self and run to Jesus. You do that same sin again tomorrow, pick yourself up and repent and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm going to run to Jesus. I'm going to put off the old self. I'm going to put on the new self. And over time, you will begin to look more like Jesus. It doesn't happen overnight, but you have to run to him. See, you must understand that in all the ways you sin, that's not tied to your new self, your new creation. It's tied to your old self that we revert back to because in Christ, you are a new creation. You have been made all new and we got to turn and run to that new creation. Don't go back to the old way of life. As I said earlier, Paul relates. Listen to what he says in Romans 7, 15 through 20. This should give you great comfort. (laughs) It does me. For I do not understand my own actions, Paul says. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me, the old self. For I know nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but no ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil... I do not want is what i keep on doing sound familiar (laughs) now if i do what i want it's no longer i who do it but sin that dwells in me this is a lot of the old and new self paul saying i want to put on the new self i want to run to jesus i want to run from sin but for some reason this dang old self this remnant of a corpse just keeps dragging me back Yes, Christ has set me free and I've been totally atoned for, but I, for some reason, like a dog returning to its vomit, I continue to return to this sin. Listen, when you continue to return to the old self, pick yourself up and make a conscious effort, I'm going to run to the new self. I'm going to run towards Jesus until the day I die because I'll never be made Perfectly hold this side of heaven, but once He calls me home, I will be made beautiful and perfect. See, when you sin, do you think I'll never escape this, or I'll always be this way, or why even try? Paul is saying, Yeah, there's a struggle there. I relate. But it's a conscious act of the will to turn from sin and turn to Jesus. And when you turn from the old self and put on the new self, that is where the fullness of life begins. St. Augustine was one of the probably greatest church theologians in all of history. And before he was saved, many of you probably don't know this, but he was kind of a playboy at heart. He slept with prostitutes. He did his thing. He lived his wild dreams and he did all that he wanted to do. And history says that after he got saved, he was walking down the streets and one of the old prostitute friends came up and said, Augustine, it's me. You want to come home? He's like, no, I don't, sorry, and he turned and started to walk off, and history says that this lady kept chasing down, Augustine, do you not remember me? It's me. And he says this, I quote, yes, I remember you, but it's not me. That's what Paul's saying. Augustine's saying, yes, I remember that old way of life, that old self, but because of what Christ has done in me, I have... I can't help but choose to be obedient to him. He has made me all new, a brand new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. That's not me anymore. It may look like me, but that's not me. And that's what Paul's saying. It's what's going on in here. Running after Jesus. Putting off the old self. Why? To put on the new self. There's many different testimonies. In fact some of you in this room may have a testimony of your old self being something that you would never share with your worst enemy the things you've done continue to haunt you to this day and you haven't been able to let them go even though Christ has said you're free whom the son sets free is free indeed just turn from that old self and believe that what I have accomplished on the cross has truly set you free and you don't have to be bound to that sick old self that remnant he's gone but run to me And you're like yeah this great luke but i still cling to it and then but maybe your story was you were that and you're so much different and from the outside it's like man everyone looks at me and they're like can that be the same person like them and that they don't measure up because there was a radical transformation but then there's some of you maybe like me that physically externally don't really have this monstrosity of a testimony my parents were amazing; they raised us to love God and show us his heart, and it 's not about duty and works it 's just that He wants your heart and He wants every part of you and because of that, all four of us are following God and it happened very early. but from the outside, my life isn't like, man, this was Luke, like Augustine with the prostitutes and living the wild, wildest life, and now he's all new, like someone who looked at me were like i don 't really see much difference I mean, Luke, yeah, I was saved at seven and Just walked with God. There's been struggles, of course, like everyone. But it's not this radical transformation. But what Paul is saying is the old and new self is not physical. It's not external. It's internal. And every single person who has been redeemed has a dark, wicked, old heart that has been regenerated, been given a heart transplant, and been made all new the problem is we look largely external when god looks internal and that old self starts in here it's not my physical what my physical follows my heart and Paul is saying, you got to put off, man, your heart has been completely regenerated. It is brand new. You are no longer your old person, but you got to lay aside that remnant dead corpse, and you got to run to Jesus, and you got to put on the new self. It's a conscious choice. It's a conscious act of the will. It doesn't just happen. Run from sin and run to Jesus. Look at verse 17. Now I say this and testify in testifying the Lord that you must no longer walk, As Gentiles do in the futility of their minds, futility literally means in the emptiness or purposelessness of their minds. Before Christ, we had no purpose and we were completely empty. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God. I want you, don't miss that. God offers life and life to the full fullness of life. That's what he's come to offer. Not some moral transformation, but literally giving someone life who was dead because of the ignorance that was in them due to the hardness of their heart. This is a state or condition of complete lack of understanding. He's saying, Remember, you couldn't understand the things of God before God intervened. Just remember that you were hardened, you were calloused. And then he says, This have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Here's what he's saying. No matter what you used to do externally, something radically changed inside of you when you met Jesus. It's not all external. The external can show what God is doing inside of you, but every person in this room has the same testimony. And it's called a drastic transformation if you are in Christ because it has nothing to do with this. It has everything to do with this. And the old self can be laid aside and you can run to Jesus, but it's a conscious act of the will. Verse 20 through 21, but that is not the way you learned Christ. Don't miss this. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught him. If you have been redeemed, you were both heard of the goodness of who Jesus was and you were taught him as we talked last week which by the way I'm very grateful you all showed up I thought after a doctrine weekend like last week I was like I don't know what to expect but we have all had to been taught him as well and Paul is saying because of what you learn God replaced a heart of stone with a heart of flesh here's all that to say there is no such thing as a not powerful testimony I always thought my testimony wasn't powerful until I realized my testimony is what the grace of God can do to anyone who will surrender themselves and run from the old self and put on the new self. He spares from pain, heartache, and hurt. That is powerful in itself. Well, I didn't, it wasn't like I was strung out on something and I was like in prison and this, what the world puts as this drastic thing. Well, guess what? My heart was the same. We're all equal at the foot of the cross. It didn't matter if I was in prison or I grew up with great parents that loved me. Guess what? The transformation is the exact same. The old self is gone and the new self has come. The external is what the world looks at. God looks at the heart and he's saying, if you have not had a radical transformation, you can have no part in me because you were dead without me and I have given you life. And because of that, run from your old way of life and put on the new self and run to Jesus. So this begs the question, can I change? To which I would say this, can I change starts with the understanding that you have already been changed. Think about it. If you're in Jesus, if you have accepted him as your Savior and your Lord, you have already been changed the old has gone and the new has come for as far as the east is from the west so far as God removed your transgressions from you so can I change absolutely because you've already been changed you've been made all new and you'll struggle until the day you die but the devil can't steal your salvation he can try to steal your testimony Because you walk in your old self and you refuse to put off your old way of life. But guess what? He can't steal your testimony. Or he can steal your testimony, but he can't steal your salvation. Because you have been made all new. See, can I change starts with understanding you have already been changed. Philippians 1.6. I am sure of this. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ here's what that is saying you will struggle until the day you die with this thing called sin you just will until Christ calls you home our job as a believer is realizing the weight to which our sin has been paid for and being like man god i can't believe you would do this for me but i'm going to choose to run from sin and run to jesus Rather than just like giving yourself to it. Why? Because one day you will be made whole. Short theology lesson. Justified means that you were changed the day that God set you free. That you were declared, God declared you legally free and not guilty. Think about that. On that day... Your old self was crucified with Christ and it no longer has a hold of you. Well, there may be a remnant of that stupid little corpse that keeps coming back and we keep running to it like a dog to its vomit. You are not bound to that and you are not defined by that. You have been declared righteous and legally free by God himself because of what Jesus had done. Now what Paul is talking about here when he's talking about putting off the old self and putting on the new self is a big fancy word called sanctification. And all it means is you are continually changing or being changed. But then what Philippians is talking about at the completion of Christ, that is called glorification. And that is when you will be made perfect and clean. No spot of sin, no temptation of sin. Sin will be done away with when Christ calls you home. So here's the deal for a Christian, there's a chain of events. It starts, the Bible talks about predestination. God called you, He knew you. Who does He desire would perish? None. Desires at all would come to repentance. But He chose you before you chose Him. He called you. So He Shows you before the foundation of the world, then he called you to himself, then he justified you on the day of salvation, declared you legally free and guilt, free of guilt and sin and all of it, but then there's this thing called sanctification until we're glorified and that's where we're camped this morning. Paul is saying because you have been set free, sanctification is this, putting off the old self and consciously putting on the new, a.k.a. running from sin and running to Jesus. It doesn't just happen. It's not like this osmosis thing. Yeah, God does things in our hearts. But did you know that life and freedom is found through obedience too? You keep running to that sin, that sin's going to just own you and control you. Yeah, it's hard. And yeah, guess what? You're probably going to have moments where you're like, man, I'm doing really well. I'm running from this thing. I'm running to the new self. And then you woke up one day and you're like, what the heck happened? I'm back to the old self. That dang stupid remnant of a corpse got me again. Guess what? It does all of us. What do you do? Pick yourself up and run back to Jesus. Put off the old self again and put on the new. And say, God, I know I failed again, but here's the hope of heaven But it's just a matter of time that there will be no more remnant of the old self. And I will finally be made perfect and clean. Perfect. No temptation of sin, no destruction of it all. But this process of sanctification is running from sin and running to Jesus. And the last part is this, the third question. Okay, that's great, Luke now that I know that I can change because I've already been changed, now the hard part is this, how can I change? I mean, Paul says it, I've hinted at it over and over, but it's this, daily putting off the old self and putting on the new self. Daily. It's a conscious act of the will. Put on means that, I mean, look at this, who does Paul say, who is this on, God? If it was on God, why would he tell us to put off and put on? It's up to us to put off sin and run to Jesus. Put on the new self. Claim the victory that Christ has given you and walk in it. But don't just continually give yourself to this sin over and over and over. Because a regenerated person will have a detest for sin and a love for Jesus. But you've got to put it off. I want to distinguish two things here because they're both important see the key is both putting off and putting on did you know that there's danger in only doing one or the other putting off without putting on is nothing but legalism you ever been in an accountability group oh they're so awesome right i don't really understand accountability groups sometimes because it's like everyone just comes and lies anyway but they're like, oh, I came, oh, I confessed this sin, man, I struggled in it again. Yeah, I, man, I really messed up this week. I opened my computer and did it again, or I did this to my wife again. And that's where it stops, is just putting it off. And it starts to form this legalistic view of God. I just have to do these things. I just have to put it off. If I just put off the sin, then everything will be good. If I just get rid of this sin in my life, then everything will be good. It is not all good. You can't just put off. You also have to put on. Paul didn't say, just put off your old way of life. I mean, what's that? We can't do that. Christ did that for us when he was obedient to death on a cross he put it off he killed it he dealt with the old self but we love in the church to be like oh man I'm so righteous yeah to my accountability group man I really struggle with this again and everyone's like oh yeah bro me too yeah let's just keep walking I mean what does that mean you've put it off but what have you put on putting on is actually where the fullness of life comes you don't just Put it off. See, I'll say it this way: you have to replace the old self with something better. Replace the old self with something better. I have this pair of binoculars that I used to think were amazing. I bought them years ago. They're a pair of Zeiss binoculars until my father-in-law bought these Swarovski NL Pures. And I look through them and I'm like, oh my gosh. These are Things that I used to think were so amazing are nothing but trash. But the crazy thing is, is now my temptation is just to want to use his binoculars and not mine. Right? The temptation is no longer my old pair of zeiss because I've actually seen what clarity is. There is nothing clearer than Swarovski NL Pure Binoculars 10 by 42. <laughs> nothing clearer. But before I looked through those, I thought my Zeiss were amazing. I thought those old pair were just great. Guess what? Once I've experienced the clarity of the Swarovskis, all of a sudden the temptation of the Zeiss doesn't seem that appealing. Sounds very similar to what Paul is saying. Once you've seen clearly... Once you've seen what it's like to put off the old self and put on the new, there's nothing like walking in the fullness of God. All of a sudden your old self looks pretty nasty and you don't really want much to do with it. But yeah, we still fall back to it. Why? Because we're human and we're fallen and we're sinful and it doesn't make any sense to me either. I'm like, why did I do that again? Why did I get frustrated with my wife again? It doesn't turn out well. Yeah, you all know. But when you've experienced the fullness of life, all of a sudden the old self doesn't look too appealing. And Paul is saying that's what happens. If you will learn to put off the old self and... Look through the Swarovskis, you'll see, and you will not necessarily be tempted as much by the old self because you've already lived there and you've already seen it. He's saying when you see that in the face of this, you'll just want to put on the new self. Perfectly? Absolutely not. I still look through my garbage pair. Gary's sitting in his thing and I put mine in my harness and go out and I look through it and every time I'm like, man, I wish I had the other ones. But that's what God does in a regenerated person when we begin to hate sin. We begin to think, man, I wish I had more of Jesus. Man, that old life is starting to lose a little luster because I've actually seen what it is to put on the new self. The more you put on the new self, the less appealing the old self becomes. But it all starts with a conscious act of the will to run from sin and run to Jesus. But also... Like i said you can't just put something off and not put something on the other side of the coin is also true you can't put on without putting off because that creates hypocrisy scribes and pharisees were great matthew 23:27, woe to you jesus says scribes and pharisees you hypocrites you're like whitewashed tombs which outwardly appear beautiful but within are full of dead people's bones in all uncleanness You know what it means to put on without putting off that? We as Christians are great at putting on great faces. In fact, many of you came into church this morning. You had a big argument with your spouse, and then you walked through the door. and, Oh, hey, I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) You put on this nice face. You put it on. What you didn't put off was saying, babe, I'm sorry. That was horrible of me. See? We in the church, this is our greatest temptation. In fact, the greatest times of sin can be when you're just putting on. We love to just put on. We love to put on the spiritual face. We love to put on the church face. We love to put on the I'm okay face when we don't put anything off. See, Paul is saying it's not just about putting on. It's also about putting on off if you don't do both it doesn't work the way that god has designed it why is it so important to put off the old and on the new well here i think uh, i don't actually no i didn't put this for the screen sorry but the old self or impurity is this and the text drives this in the old self we are darkened in our understanding paul says in the old self we are alienated from life In God. In the old self, our hearts are hardened, and in the old self, our hearts and our soul is calloused. But in the new self, our understanding is enlightened. In the new self, we find freedom and life in God. In the new self, our hearts are softened and our souls are made tender. But we like to live in the hardness of our heart and alienated from God and the callousness of the soul and this sin just eats us. And the longer we give ourselves to it, the more we just begin to think it's all okay and we become numb. Did you know that purity is power? You want to see God move in your life? Run, put off your old self and put on the new. Is that saying he can't work otherwise? Absolutely not. He's God. But I'm telling you, The Holy Spirit of God moves through a pure and surrendered people who will run from sin and run to Jesus and watch what he'll do in your life. See, we do have this for the screens. The gospel is not so much, we hear this all the time, do you know that you're a sinner? That's true. We do need to know that our old self has destroyed us, but I think it's more this. Are you beginning to hate the sin you once loved and love the righteousness you once hated? that's the gospel it's not just knowing you're a sinner it's you actually begin to hate that old self and you used to hate the righteousness of god oh man god is just a bunch of rules and regs and if i don't do this perfectly then man i'm just going to check out because he's just this judgmental guy in the sky and why would i ever want to serve someone like that right because he's righteous he's holy he's pure he's full of life The gospel is this, are you beginning to hate your old self and love the new self? Are you beginning to hate that sin that you used to love and love the righteousness you used to hate? And it's not just, do you want to go to heaven, but do you actually want God? Everyone wants to go to heaven, of course. Ask anyone on the street. Yeah, they want to go to heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven. You'd be crazy. Nah, man, I'm, I'm I'm good with hell. People don't say that. But the problem is, they want heaven, but they don't want God. And guess what? God fills heaven. If you don't want God here, you're not going to want Him there either. So as we're processing through this, the gospel is not just, man, do you want to go to heaven? Yes, of course. But do you want God in His fullness? Do you? It's rhetorical. And if you want God, you'll want him enough to put off the old self and put on the new. That's what makes a Christian a Christian. Do you want God? Do you want him in your fullness? See, putting off the old self is beginning to hate the sin you once loved, and putting on the new self is beginning to love the righteousness you once hated. You want God. New self has been created, Paul says. The old self has been dealt with when Christ destroyed it on the cross. But remember, the old self can be dealt with because God has already dealt with it on the cross. He's destroyed it. He's conquered it. He's defeated the sin and the death of the old self to give you new self and to give you life. Do you want it? Because guess what? Heaven is not full of a bunch of old selves. Heaven is full of a bunch of new selves who don't do it perfectly but know the one who did. Heaven is full of people that just keep running to Jesus over and over and over. Man, I really messed up again, but I'm going to run to Jesus. Man, that sin destroyed me again, but I'm going to run to Jesus. Man, I can't believe I did that again. That's okay. God doesn't look at me with condemnation. He looks at me with just eyes and this loving heart that is just wanting me to come home. So guess what? I'm just going to return to him again. The devil wants to beat you down. God wants to bring you home. The old self wants to crush you. The new self wants to give life. But you have to run to the new self, and you have to put off the old to get the new. See, God has done everything so that we can be obedient. He has dealt with our old self on the cross. In the Gospels, there's the story of a paralyzed man that Jesus commands to walk. Jesus says, This, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And the Bible says, So the man picked up his mat and walked. See, Jesus did something about the old self of that man physically too but what did he say he said hey pick up your mat and walk what if the man would have been like oh Jesus would you give me a piggyback ride because I can't walk I've never been able to walk you tell me to walk that's crazy I can't walk what caused the man to walk obedience to stand up and walk Jesus didn't pick him up Jesus didn't do it. He spoke. He said, hey, rise and walk. What did the man do? He rose and the Bible says everyone around was stunned. That man is walking. He's never walked. What did the man do? He was obedient to rise and walk. God had already done the miracle. God had already defeated. He'd already done away with the old paralyzed self and he just said, rise and walk. And as the man rose and walked, he walked Home. It's the same exact thing that Paul is talking about here. God has not just said, man, you're free from your sin and your death. Now just do your thing. He's saying, I have set you free, the old self. I've done everything on the cross. I have destroyed it. I have given you life. Now it's your job to walk. Paul is saying the same thing. Put off the old self. To put on the new self, you have to make a conscious act of the will to walk. And if you will be obedient to walk, God will do astounding things. But you have to walk. John Piper said this of that miracle. Jesus worked the miracle. The man acted the miracle. Jesus did the miracle. It's all about Jesus but the man was obedient to actually stand up and walk and walk away from that old paralyzed self. If, Like I said, if he would have said, Jesus, would you give me a piggyback ride, man? I can't walk. I've never been able to walk. Jesus did everything, but then he asked the man to stand. And so often in our life, We ask God for the miracle. We ask him to take away our desires. We ask him to take away the temptation. We ask him to take away the sin. We ask him to do all these things, but we don't do anything to put on the new self. We just are content with the old self. And God is saying, as long as you're just putting that old self back on, those grave clothes that actually removed that remnant, that dead corpse, you just keep like wrapping the linens of the courts all around your head and around your body. And it's like, man, why are you doing that? That guy's dead. That guy's no longer alive. I I defeated him on the cross so that you could walk in the newness of life. And you're like, but Jesus, the, the corpse, the linen cloth, they're actually very warm and I feel very safe here. And if I don't get out of these, then I can't expose myself and no one will know this Little sin in my life. And Jesus is saying, as long as you are wrapped in grave clothes, you will never experience the freedom of life. Walk. Put off the old self. Run from sin. Begin to hate the sin you once loved and run to the righteousness you once hated and watch what God will do. He will do a miracle. That's why He came, was to defeat sin and death see we often act this way God I can't do what you're asking me to do God I you got to take away the desire like I said you got to take away my addiction you got to take away my lust you got to take away my anger you got to take away my self-righteousness you got to take away my greed or my short temper God just take it away from me I, I struggle with it just take it away well when's the last time you actually did something to run from it Take away the lust. When's the last time you turned off your computer? Take away the anger. When's the last time you consciously made a choice to not be angry? Take away your addiction. When's the last time you just threw something out and walked away from it? You want God to do something, but we're unwilling to do our part. God is saying, it is, there is freedom here, man. The new self. Put off the old and run to the new. And watch what I will do. See, we expect God to do everything. And he's saying this, I have done everything. I've dealt with it on the cross. Now you need to be obedient to walk. You need to be obedient to run to me. And to run from that sin that is destroying. See, we need to consciously put off the old and put on the new. And it's a conscious act of the will. If the band wants to come up, I'm going to wrap it up. So how do you know if you're putting off the old and putting on the new? I'll just say it again. I think it's this. Are you truly, if you're honest, beginning to hate the sin that you once loved? Are you really beginning to hate that old self because you've seen what it has done to you, your life, your marriage, your relationships, everything? Are you beginning to hate that sin that you once loved? But more importantly than that, are you putting it on and are you beginning to love the righteousness that you once hated? I hope you guys know I'm right there with you in this. Do you know how many times I run back to the dead corpse? Over and 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 over again and over. Yeah, I could keep going. But I have to remind myself God, your grace is sufficient, and your power is made perfect in weakness. You know what I don't want you to do this morning? is leave this room thinking, man, I've really jacked up everything. And I've really screwed up. And there's no way God can forgive that. You know the sin that you struggle with over and over and over and over and over. And I'm just encouraging and challenging you to do this. Maybe for the first time, begin to run from it maybe for the first time say, God, I cannot do this on my own. You have to come and you have to move and you have to do something in me. You do your part and I'll do mine. You have to run. You have to put off the old self to put on the new self. And I don't want you leaving here thinking, okay, I just got to put a bunch of things off. No, remember what I said. That's legalism. you got to put off, but then put on the righteousness of Christ. you got to put on the righteous robe of Christ. The righteousness of Christ is reminding you that you have done nothing but receive this lavish gift of grace and mercy that reminds you, even when you screw up, I'm right there with you. Just turn around and run to me. Quit running from me. We get it mixed up. When we sin, we run from God and run to our old self. God is saying it's the opposite. Run from that when you screw up. Run from your screw up and run to me. Over and over and over and over again. He is such a good God. None of us earned anything. None of us deserved anything. But he is calling you to walk. Remember, befriend faithfulness. Walk in the light of the gospel and watch what will happen in your soul. You will begin to hate the sin you once loved, and you will begin to love the righteousness you once hated, and God will do an amazing thing. Here's the question Are you willing to put off so that you can put on? Are you? Every one of us has to put off so we can put on. Put on the righteousness of Christ that he has lavishly given you. And know that even in your greatest mistake, his love is unending. It does not change. He's just asking you to return so he can restore again. Put off to put on and watch what God will do. Father... I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the things that you are doing in me and my life. God, I thank you for the ways that you reveal yourself to me. And God, I just want more of you. God, I'm in the camp with everyone else in this room. God, I want to put off the old self and I want to put on the new. God, I want to run from the things that my flesh just desires. And I want to run to the things of the spirit. But God, it takes a conscious act of the will. So Father, this morning I pray two things. One, if someone is in this room and they just don't know you at all, would they see for the first time that you are not a list of do's and don'ts, that you are not a God in the sky looking down on their sin to condemn them? You are a God who loves them so deeply that you proved it by sending your son to die in their place, that they may be justified, God, that they may be declared free and not guilty. And all they have to do is believe that you hanging on the cross counted for their sins some way, somehow, to give them newness of life. And that if they would turn from their old self and they would put on the new self and they would believe that when you hung on the cross and rose from the grave, that it counted for them that in a moment they would be free and walk in the newness of life and the new self. And God, for the people in this room that are struggling with a sin that I have no idea about, For someone in this room that has been beating themselves up over a sin that they did or a sin that was committed against them years ago. Father, I pray that you would give them a deep burning desire for more of you. I pray that this morning you would begin to set them free. That they would begin to hate the sin they once loved and love the righteousness they once hated. God, would you give them the strength to put off the old and put on the new. Would you give them the strength to walk in newness of life. And trust that in their obedience you will do a remarkable thing. You are so faithful. Even when we're faithless, you remain faithful for you cannot deny yourself. Would they claim that promise this morning? That even when they're faithless, God, that even when I'm faithless, I can lean into the fact and the reality that you are faithful and you can be none other. Would we be a bunch of people that run from sin and run to Jesus so that you might give us the fullness of life?